In today's show, I'm looking ahead to Friday. There are eight games on. We're going to talk about those games, look at streaming options as well, and Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter at, as always, yeah, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Also on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble over there as well. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. If you want this mustache to keep growing, if you want this mustache to taste a nice tasty beer, a 10.30 a.m. beer on my live stream later today, go donate men's mental health, suicide prevention, prostate cancer research, and testicular cancer research, au.movember.com. The link is in the description below. The link is also in the show notes for the audio people, and you can just go to au.movember.com and search Josh Lloyd and find me and donate. If we hit 2,000, we'll do it. All right, let's talk games now. Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Nuggets and Celtics. First game we're going to look at for Friday. The Celtics are five-point favorites. The total is 223. Ishmith is out. The Rock DJ, Robbie Williams, is also out. We're waiting on an update, I believe, still for Malcolm Brogdon, who left last game with hamstring tightness. Brogdon, soft tissue injury, lower body, it's always going to be a worry, right? We know how much time he has missed with these sort of injuries in the past. I would expect that it is a... Well, not expect. I know that it is a back-to-back for Boston. Um, Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. So I would assume that Brogdon will sit one of these games out. Um... For the Nuggets, the last couple of games, the big stiffy, Bones Highland, has been playing more minutes. Highland has played 25, 23, and 30 the last, um, what is it, the last three games. There's been interesting things happen there, but the fact that they've taken Christian Brown out of the rotation makes me think that they're going to give more of those minutes to Bones. I don't know why they were so hesitant to do it early in the season, but they're doing it now. Is that the pattern that continues? That is what we want to watch to see where Bones uh, lies in terms of production, but more minutes than Bruce Brown in last game and the game two games prior to that. And that obviously is really intriguing for his value. I also want to watch Nikola Jokic because people are a bit worried about where Jokic sits. Hey, he's not doing what he wants to do. You know, what what I expected from the number one pick, his usage is down. All that is fine, right? I, I would love to see his usage, usage jump back up, but I don't think it actually matters that much for your fantasy team, to be honest. But can we get big usage Jokic back? That would be good. Grant Williams has started the last two games for the Celtics. I expect that he starts again. I wonder whether Al Horford's back-to-back spasms will flare up for Saturday's back-to-back game. Hmm. Anyway, Williams has been dreadful as a starter, just not taking any shots. Production down. I'm not sure that he's a 12-team league guy. In fact, I'm pretty sure he isn't. He's fine to stream on days like this and with the back-to-back, but that's really about it. While Sam Hauser, 32 minutes from Sam Hauser. Now, Every time I watch the Celtics and I see him out there, I get Gordon Haywood flashbacks. I go, what's Gordon Haywood doing? Because from a distance, that's what he looks like. But he's an elite shooter who does nothing else. The big minutes were great. 
I don't really trust that. But if Brogdon is out, there are going to be some extra minutes available for Hauser, which makes him at least a deeper league stream. The Suns and the Magic is the second game of the day. No spread or total out for this one at this point. Injury-wise, <clears throat> we know that Cam Johnson's out with his meniscus injury. Cole Anthony's out. Markel Fultz is going to be out a few more weeks at least. Yikes. Um, really hard to stash him without injured reserve. I wouldn't do it. And Gary Harris remains out. Chris Paul missed the last game. He is questionable. We just keep running with campaign. We must roster campaign until Chris Paul comes back. And then in Orlando, Paulo Banquero is questionable. He missed last game with an ankle issue. Said he's questionable for Friday's game. Um, and then Kevon Harris also is questionable with a rib issue. Kevon had been playing um, some decent minutes before this injury. For the Suns, we're just watching campaign because he's playing really well. He played really well last game, and he is a must-roster guy until Chris Paul returns. I also want to watch John Ray Aiden, who's been brutally bad, to be honest. He gives no effort. There's no usage. doesn't get to the line. doesn't block shots anymore. The rebounds are well down. I do think he's a little bit of a buy-low, but show me something, mate. Like, do something. Yeah, we thought that maybe he'd take on a little bit more usage this season, but he's not. Really, it's like it's marginal. And Mikhail Bridges is the one really stepping up. So let's watch Aiton. For the Magic, a couple of disappointing games for Bowl recently, 21 and 25 minutes only. And that's three out of his last four games that he hasn't gone over 25 minutes. That does not portend well for me for Bowl when Anthony or Fultz or Harris or he who shall not be named return. It's really hard for me to see him being a 25-minute-a-night player. Prove me wrong, Bowl. Let's see what you do in this one. I imagine he still starts. Trimmer KK was the guy who started last game with Bunkero out, so we could stream him in if Paolo is sidelined. I don't really think that OKK is any sort of great fantasy option long-term. Um, he is more of a streamer when these guys are out, but that is realistically about it. Pistons and Knicks. The Knicks are seven-point favorites here. The total is 225. Mitchell Robinson will be out for the Knicks. Uh, Quentin Grimes is probable. That foot still creating an issue. He barely played last game out of the starting lineup. Um, the question's going to be in Detroit, where Marvin Bagley and Alec Burks are both potentially um, ready to return. Alec Burks. What Dwayne Casey does here is going to be really intriguing. Does old mate Dwayne Casey start Bagley at some point, push Stewart to the four, and then bench Bayan Bogdanovich? Only if you're one of the dumbest coaches of all time, you would do that. But Dwayne Casey's coaching the Pistons, so this is actually a p potential possibility. Or do you take your lottery pick rookie center who's playing well out of the rotation entirely and run Stuart Bagley those 48 minutes again? This stuff shouldn't be off the table because Casey is Dwayne Casey. But it's going to be entirely frustrating when we see what happens. I'd like, I'd like to get that out of the way so I can lose my mind over it. Burks will slide into a backup role. He'll get a lot of the Diallo minutes, some of the Hayes minutes, and all of the Joseph minutes, I would expect, but I don't think he's going to impact fantasy. Cade Cunningham was dreadful last game. He's in a little bit of a slump at the moment. Um, he had a really strong stretch a week or so ago, and he's really struggling at the moment. Always look for a buy low when Cade struggles to shoot. Also want to watch Isaiah Stewart again, just to see how that rotation works. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Stewart was running at 30-plus minutes when Duran was out. And then since Duran's come back, 26 and 20. Now, there is some foul trouble to mix in there, but if he's going to play those lower minutes and there's the return of Bagley, I'm really worried that Stewart is not going to maintain 12-team league value. In fact, I'm fairly confident that as the season progresses, he won't maintain 12-team league value. If you want to talk about Isaiah's, I want to watch Isaiah Hartenstein for the Knicks because with Mitchell Robinson out, they started Hartenstein the first game, 38 minutes. All right, lovely. Love that. Love it. And then... 
Of course, they, uh, or they, by they, I mean Captain Comb over Tom Thibodeau, decided to start Jericho Sims. You just made the list! Um, and I don't get it, really. 27 minutes for Sims last game, 17 um, in the one before that. I, I just, I don't understand the logic, or perhaps some may say the lack thereof in, in those rotation decisions. Why wouldn't you play Hartenstein those minutes? It's entirely frustrating, it's confusing, and it's annoying. What exactly they do in terms of the rotation here, I don't know, but we do want to pay attention. I am not dropping Hartenstein. I am holding on to him. I would consider a stream of Sims if I'm looking for blocks, but that's really about it. It still is going to be frustrating. Well, Ron Barrett, he can't shoot. And I, I, I will not be convinced that he can until he shows me for almost a whole season. It's just too long. We're four years in. It's a fourth season for him. It's been the same stuff every single season, basically. Yes, he is a little bit better, but he's still not a top 100 player. And do something. Show me something. Which, again, he has not been able to do, really, at all. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. You might even be able to find disc golf. If you love sports podcasts as well, you can find those at betonline.net as well. What am I talking about? We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. If I go have a look at some of the NFL odds for this coming week, what do we have? Week 9, is it, or week 10? Anyway, Justin Fields, the most exciting quarterback in the NFL. They are three-point favorites, him and the Chicago Bears against the Detroit Lions. And you can check all of those odds out over at BetOnline. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Raptors and Thunder is the next game. The Raptors are five-point favorites. There is no total or spread out at this point. What we do know is that Pascal Siakam is out and the big sneeze, Precious Achua, is out. Achua is going to be out, it appears like, for quite a while. I would expect six to eight weeks would be my guess, maybe longer. Did not look particularly good. It's an indefinite time frame on his ankle. So he's obviously a drop. You shouldn't have rostered him to begin with, but he's obviously a drop. Now, with two centers out, Siakam and Achua, is it Boucher? Is it Christian Coloco? Or is it Thad Young? Or is it Otto Porter? The problem still exists. It's lessened by two players in that mix. And I, I think we give the benefit of the doubt to Boucher, but... We all have to understand, A, he's not very good. B, Nurse does not trust him all the time. C, there are multiple options still that Nurse can use. This does help Boucher. It does. But he's played a combined 27 minutes in the last two games. Achua played 16 minutes combined in those games. So I guess it is possible that he just absorbs all of Precious's minutes. But last game was Otto Porter and Thad Young who filled in. So that's going to create a problem. I would add Boucher over Porter and Young, but I would prioritize Boucher then Porter, then Coloco, then Young, with probably only Boucher as a 12-team league. Understanding he's a back-end roster guy that I'd be more than happy to cut when things don't go right, which they probably won't. Also watch Gary Trent, who's been pretty inconsistent. Playing time's been a little bit inconsistent as well for Gaz. Hasn't hit 30 more than 33 minutes in the last three games, which, you know, we know this team. Ananobi's getting 38 a night. Yeah, he is struggling. He has his hot nights, his cold nights. The steals aren't quite as prevalent as last season. And it's impacting his overall value. So let's see what he does here. For the Thunder, I am big on adding Alexei Pokyshevsky. Do I have confidence in that long term? Not really, but 
His last six games, 26, 22, 31, 28, 32 minutes. That's pretty good. Now, the two before that, we'll ignore those because they were 13 and 17 minutes, but I'm talking trends and the confidence that he seems to have been getting or giving Mark Dagnot. Now, anything can happen. He could not start next game and play five minutes. Aaron Wiggins played 28, 35, and 25 minutes in a three-game stretch and has since combined for 27 minutes in the last five games. So this stuff can happen. But Poku is playing well. He's got the minutes. Let's see if it continues. Fingers crossed. And yeah, worth an ad. Josh Giddy talked about him on the buy low, sell high. Game. Ooh, where are the minutes? Where are the rebounds? Then he had played you know, big minutes in an overtime, double overtime game and got double-digit rebounds. And we're still not all the way there, but it was obviously a very encouraging sign to see him get that level of playing time and push those numbers up. Ken Birch, questionable. Darius Baisley, also questionable. Sprained his ankle last game. Bucks and Spurs, no spread or total out for this one. Drew Holiday is expected to be out. Chris Middleton will be out most likely. Pat Connaughton will be out. Joe Ingles will be out. I don't know about Giannis, who has missed two of the last three games. We know he has a chronic knee problem. This is common knowledge, and it is going to cost him the games. I do think he plays here, and the next game they have is not until Monday. So I think he'll be back, but we don't know that. For the Spurs, Zach Collins will be out. Blake Wesley will be out as well. In terms of uh, Milwaukee, Brook Lopez keeps on doing it. Block rate is absolutely through the roof. It's like peak Brook Lopez, block rate even higher. Um, rebound rate is like, I think, 20% higher than last season as well. So he's really stepping it up. And maybe he's not a sell high. You're never going to be able to sell high on the value he was providing anyway. But maybe we, he maybe he just is going to play 31 minutes a night, 32 a night, and block you know, two and a half shots. That That is possible. We will watch it. I also want to watch Marjon Beauchamp, but this is a placeholder name for him and Javon Carter and Grayson Allen, and who really fills in for Drew. Beauchamp showed some flashes. Obviously, Javon Carter was amazing last game, but I'm not having confidence in any of these guys regularly as to who's going to be the guy there without Drew. I probably would prefer Javon, but if I'm looking for three-point shooting, it's going to be Grayson, who's hitting 40% of his threes. But I also want to watch Beauchamp, who again is, is working into a rotation role, looks maybe better than Wes Matthews and Jordan Wara already. And let's see how he gets used by old mate Mike Budenholzer. For the Spurs, Goldfinger, Charlie Bassey, top 100 player this season. Yes, it's only like three games, and it's but he's averaging 14 minutes. Big blocks, good field goals, good rebounder, and he's got the backup center role lockdown. So that's really impressive, and it's really important. If you're in a 14-team league, you go and grab Bassey. I don't know what happens here, but... It does make him interesting. I don't expect that if Pirtle is traded that they would start him because, again, Zach Collins does exist. But his value is there. Like, there's something there with Bassey. I really like him. And you should be paying a little bit of attention there. Also, watch Calden Johnson, who was really good this season. He's been great. He's been hitting shots at an elevated rate, and then it just blew up right in your face against the Grizzlies. Historically, he's never been this level of shooter. So, is that a hot start? Are we going to see regression? I'm not worried about playing time or anything like that for Calden. But, you know, we we do obviously have to pay some attention to that game from last time out and where his shooting sits um as we move forward. Because that, that that is going to be that is going to be important for his um overall production as we uh, as we move forward. But there is a lot to be invested in with this Spurs team. Um, I'm really intrigued to see where some of these players go, and there is uh, a lot for us to, a lot for us to watch. No, why that was so long-winded. Wolves and Grizzlies is the next game. 
Memphis are five and a half point favorites. The total is 237 points. Jaron Jackson will be out. Zaire Williams will be out. And then Naz Reed and Austin Rivers both dealing with an illness in Minnesota. Reed had to leave the game halfway through last time. He's been playing really well, Naz. Um, but he's only a deeper league guy. We want to watch Anthony Edwards, who, let's be fair, Goose has been pretty disappointing this season. Assist rate hasn't taken a step forward. Usage hasn't really taken a step forward. Um, free throw percentage has taken a gigantic step backwards. There's a lot of room for him to improve, but like, show me. It was good to see Rudy Gobert get back on track last game as well, so we hope that continues. And also Jaden McDaniels, whose minutes are a wild ride. 17, 18, 35, 17, 38. And his scoring output is similarly all over the shop. Can he stay out of foul trouble? Can he show consistency? I don't have a ton of confidence in him, but he does remain a 12-team league player. Well, for the Grizzlies, Des Bain is shooting the lights out. He's also had more than doubled his assist rate and doubled his free throw attempt rate from last season. And he's shooting 47% from three. He's good. The usage is up and I expect it to stay up. The shooting is good and I expect it to stay good. But yeah, will he remain a top 30 player? And then Steven Adams, really hot, hot streak over the last week. Big minutes from him last game as well. He played like 37, I think it was, in that overtime game against the Spurs. And pre- prior to that, he'd been like mid to low 20s a lot of the time. He is a 12-team league guy, but you always have to be aware of the low scoring and the bad free throw. So it's not going to be for everyone. But with the way he's playing, it's just limiting Brandon Clark to being... Honestly, just a nobody. Cavs and Warriors. Warriors are two-point favorites. The total is 230 points. It was a real struggle for Darius Garland last game. I don't really think that's anything to worry about. He shot really poorly. Um, The usage was down as a result of the poor shooting as well. I'm not worried about it, but I do want to really focus on how he and LaVert and Mitchell fit game by game. And then Kevin Love, who's been solid. If you look at rankings, he's he's a 12-team league guy. I don't really believe it because there's just no minutes upside to me. And on a full... A fully stacked squad, where does he fit rotation-wise? Where does he fit minutes-wise or production-wise? That's going to be something to watch. Well, for the Warriors, they made a big song and dance about John Kaminga coming back into the rotation. He played zero minutes in the second half. Will that be the case again? Will they just lean heavily into those guys because they're desperate for wins? Yeah, 40 minutes for Wiggins, 38 for Curry last game. Big minutes for Clay and Draymond, who are obviously off their minutes limits. Clay played 38, Draymond played 36 last game. So... Yeah, there is um, some interesting things to watch for. We also want to watch what the hell is going on with Jordan Poole. But also, Clay, like an efficient game, mate. Like at some point, can you be anything more than a punt field goal guy? Because at this point, no. Rubio's out. Windler's out. DiVincenzo is likely returning. So he gives the bench a little bit of strength. And what does that mean for Kaminga? We don't know really at this point. Just looking at this now that I'm recording this, Malcolm Brogdon is out tomorrow. Um, so that does help Derek White. Derek White and Sam Hauser get boost there. They can be stream options because Brogdon is out. That just update came through as I'm recording this. The Kings and the Lakers is the last game of the day. No spread or total available at this point. For um, Sacramento, no injuries, which is always great. For the Lakers, LeBron James is now officially doubtful. He was questionable when I was uh, creating that graphic. LeBron James. Schroeder is out. Tom Bryan is out. Lonnie Walker um, is questionable with uh, that illness that's cost him the last two games. Hello. Um, so yeah, LeBron out. Who's going to benefit? Probably Winyan Gabriel, Matt Ryan, Troy Brown, Juan Toscano Anderson, which means nobody that you want to add in 12-team leagues. I don't think anyone's going to become a must-add. You, you might stream Beverly or Reeves or Brown, maybe. He might be the guy, but I wouldn't be rushing for any of them. 
For the Kings, I'm really interested in what Malik Monk's bringing. I think at the moment he is a 12-team league player. He's played 26, 31, and 27 minutes the last three games, and they've got no injuries. He's playing really well. And then Darren Fox, really low minutes last game. Do they bounce back up? I expect that they do. For the Lakers, Westbrook continues to play well off the bench, continues to hit free throws at a rate that we haven't seen in years. Is that real? Is that going to continue? Is he going to keep playing well? I don't know. And then, as I said, Troy Brown, who is providing at least 14-team league value, solid scoring, hitting some threes. Maybe we get a little bit more of the point forward playmaking from him without LeBron. Not really super confident in that, though. The streams for Friday, Saturday on the back-to-backs. There's three teams that play them. There's Boston, there is Detroit, and there is um, Toronto. So we're looking at Grant Williams, Derek White, Christian Coloco, Thad Young, Jalen Duran, Killian Hayes, Sam Hauser. And of course, if Boucher is available, he is a stream option there as well. If you're just streaming for Friday in category leagues, Grant Williams, Obi Toppin, Bruce Brown, Grayson Allen, throw Derek White in there. Javon Carter, Jalen Williams, the um, Bronco, so I can take a breath. Broncos country. Let's ride. Emmanuel quickly, and then maybe Tory Craig. For deeper leagues, Grayson Allen, Javon Carter, quickly Craig, Kyle Anderson, Troy Brown, uh, Jeremy Sohan there. Sohan now. Um, and George Hill. And then lastly, points league streamers for Friday. We've got Monk, Pokyshevsky, Boucher, Aldama, Bruce Brown, Obi Toppin, Emmanuel quickly, and Grayson Allen. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.